It's November 6th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Welcome back to another episode, and welcome to November, all you amazing athletes out there who have been, I hope, enjoying the heat wave this week. This has been great. It feels like early September. I've been running every day in the sunlight. It's been great. And let me tell you, we have another great show for you today. Abastoli, uh, I'm excited for today. We have a lot of uh, we have a lot of shout outs. We have a lot of cool stuff happening with um, with you guys, the fans, the followers. So um, we're going to chat a little bit and then like we always do. And then we're going to bring on Tracy Johnson to talk about uh, we're gonna talk a lot of, about a lot of stuff, but she's, uh, Apostoli and I both know her from different connections in Milwaukee, um, which is great, but Tracy is on this really cool run streak. So we're going to talk about that and what all goes into it. And then afterwards, we're going to give some shout outs to, uh, some of our fans. So it feels like, it feels like an old episode, like in the beginning when the world was normal and things were actually happening in the running world. Uh, this episode is going to be like that, I feel like. I, I was reflecting back. Normal. Yeah, I know. I was reflecting back on that the other day. Even when we were doing this in like January and in February, and there was like races and people were doing things, and it was like shout out here, and look, we got this race coming up, and it, there's like been none of that. There's been a few, which has been cool, but I'm really excited for racing to happen again, especially after last week talking to Sean just about – you know, his company and racing and like how they've adapted, but just in general, like I was so many memories when we were talking about just like how fun it was to have a race. So rest in peace races this year, maybe next year, for sure the year after. We'll see how it goes. Um, the fall 50, I saw some OMGers did the fall 50 last weekend. We didn't talk about that offline. Um, I think like Casey and Patrick organized like a 40 mile Fall, small fall 50 through like Esterbrook Park and down the Oak Leaf Trail. So I heard that yeah. was uh, some people were out there doing that. So that sounds cool. I'm glad so people it wasn't were able. the official fall 50. No, but they're still they able to go out there and have fun. So that was shout out to OMG for putting that together. Um, otherwise, how's uh, you're in California right now, man. I'm in California again. Yes. California knows awesome. how to party. Yeah, it's pretty good to be out here and uh, train out here. The weather is great every single day. It's quite something. Uh, yeah, I do miss coming back there, but I will be back in a few days. And I miss running with you because it's been, it's been a while. <laughs> I just miss running in general. I ran because for those of you who are new to the show, I rolled my ankle a few weeks back playing in the woods, which is totally lame. <laughs> But I ran three days in a row this week, <clears throat> a three-miler, a four-miler, and another three-miler. And let me tell you what, that just seems that just seems like it's just so hard. I was like, I, we had to stop multiple times on a three-mile run. I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. It's crazy how, like, I ran a marathon October 3rd, and now I'm like, I feel like the most out of shape I've been all year, which is, I guess, comes with the running territory, but it's just so interesting how your body can do that. Do you think but I'll part be, of that... Well, I was just going to say, for how easy like you can lose it, you get it back pretty quick. But it yes, sucks. Yes, you do. Now, I typically get it back very easily by having set goals. Like, Monday, I'm going to go out and do a four-miler. Wednesday, I'm going to do a challenge workout, like a track or, or hills. And then the long run on the weekend, having those goals helps me get back into it. But if I'm just saying, I'm going to go out for a three-mile run, it, does, it doesn't help me. How about... How about for you? Is that could that be the case? Why you don't feel so motivated? Yep. Well, I mean, I'm a injured, but it's hard to come back, right? When you, I didn't run for like twelve days straight, so just getting back into it is difficult. You know, in your body, I didn't like, I wasn't like doing cross training. I was just sitting on the couch, icing my ankles. So, but goals are it's, 
it's funny because you're doing your training program. So you have it in front of you, right? Like I'm going to do this, this day and this, this day. And like, it always seems like such a grind when you're in it, but it's always like looking back on it. It's so nice because you just get in such a good rhythm and then you are just running tons of miles and you're in really good shape because look, when you, when you don't have a training program, I feel like I get stuck in the rut of like, okay, well, at least I'll just do three miles today. And like, that's not really doing much for you. Right. So, um, but that's okay. I'm injured. I just got done with a marathon. It's cool. But I'm enjoying this warm weather this week that we had. Rest in peace, warm weather, too. You know, I've had a couple friends text me about what kind of cold weather gear to buy. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't even want to think about that. Pants and layers and buffs. Remember, like, our first weekly rundown we did back in January? We were like, our five favorite things for running. And it was like a buff. It was like all these cold weather things. It's like disgusting. Disgusting. All right. Hey, um, this week's show is sponsored by Mimosa Breakfast and Brunch. And where I usually do my plug, Apostoli has another Mimosa review. So, yeah, you typically plug the food this week. Uh, I have another fan mail. Hi, Apostoli. My wife, Emily, and I had brunch at the Franklin location yesterday. The food was fantastic and your staff was wonderful. You and your staff have done a great job adapting to the COVID-19 dining rules and we felt safe as we ate our brunch. Please let your Franklin staff know their efforts to make sure we had an enjoyable dining experience was noticed. I enjoyed the podcast with you and Alex. I hope we can run again soon. Andy's week. Alex's running cousin. Hey, yo. So related to Alex, but let's let's talk about Andy's weekend. He didn't mention anything else about his run that week. So can you please tell us, Alex? Because he had he had quite the weekend. Yeah. So Andy, Andy's my cousin, Madison runner. He is like uh, he was kind of injured, but he he just ran a he ran a half marathon. He actually so that was what Saturday. He ran another half marathon today or sometime this week. So he ran two half marathons within five days. So this dude's like, he's back at it. He's not injured anymore. And it's crushing mimosa between half marathons, I guess. So <laughs> shout out to you, Andy. Shout Keep it out up, man. Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for your kind message too. And here's the, here's the deal, people. If you want to be on this show and you want to get a shout out, either do something cool, like leave a sweet review. We'll get to it later. Or Go to Mimosa and leave a review. And instead of me having to plug sponsorship, I'll, we'll just read what you wrote us. And that's great. <laughs> so oh, we'll take man. that any day. <clears throat> Anyways, go check out MimosaBreakfast.com. They have two locations, Franklin and Brookfield. They have great food. Um, I always rip. I always riff on the, on, the, on the cheeseburger and fries. But, man, I had a, the Pollo Picano omelet the other week. Mm, amazing. Now I'm hungry. So we're going to switch topics. So we talk a little bit about my running. Do you have anything new with your running? I know you're well, training. I'm in I the fifth like... week. I'm in the fifth week of training. I am following the plan that uh, Matt Thal, Flunderdome Running, had put in place for me as part of his sponsorship. And uh, yeah, it's basically, it was tailored around me for this past summer, but uh, I'm using it now because I had to drop it in the summer as uh, listeners probably know and it's going great it's going fantastic i have a few more weeks before i can actually call matt and tell him that i want to continue where we left off yeah it's just great and he, he's been in contact with me i'm actually sending him my workouts just feeling fantastic man i haven't felt this way i'm being much more vigilant about everything in my life because i'm training and not and making it a priority. So we've been talking about that. I just did a very fast four-miler yesterday out of nowhere. I just said, let me go out and do a very fast four-miler. And it was, it's not super fast. It was sub-eight. But I haven't done that in a long, long time. So felt very accomplished about it. And I checked my heart rate afterwards and I was not in the red. So it feels good to see myself getting back into it without really realizing because a month ago, there's no way I would have been able to do that. Like I was running at 9.30, four milers and getting tired and feeling the need to stop. So it just goes to show that it comes back. It just like you just said, it comes back super easy. Just like you lose it, you, you get it back again. That's awesome. You, you, you're just like uh, you as a person, you're much happier. Every time I call you, you're always like upbeat and 
and like feeling good and either like I just got back from a run or I'm going I'm going on a run today so it's crazy what what planning your day around exercise can do for you I mean it's not like a huge deal but like yeah you're I'm definitely picking up the phone when you call and you're just you're in a good mood so it's pretty cool thank you this podcast inspires me quite a bit well that's what we're here for we're here to inspire the runners of tomorrow unless you're running today or running right now or you're listening to the, to this then I hope we're inspiring you now. Uh, one thing I will plug real quick, out of the blue. Ooh, plugs, out of the blue. Plugs, Ooh. yeah, podcast. Go on, podcast. go on, go on. It's called Should This Exist? And it is a podcast about emerging technologies and whether or not their benefits can outweigh their negative side effects that they can have on society. So they go over some technologies like brain stimulation to learn faster, uh, through devices or uh, things like deep fake technologies where you can you know basically make any person say anything you want uh, and one of the technologies that they're now discussing is this chatbot it's an app that is only AI that you can go and chat about mental issues that you're having so it's basically trying to replace your uh, your therapist or psychologist or whoever, whichever professional you have that you visit only once a week or once every two weeks. So we've talked about mental mental health in the past few episodes quite a bit. And I wanted to plug that specific episode. It's the second episode that they released. And very interesting technology. I want you and our listeners to listen to it because maybe we'll come back to that and talk about it in a future episode. So... Cool. Do you know how people do book clubs? We could do podcast clubs where you listen to this podcast to get the podcast and then we all go listen to the other podcast and then talk about the podcast. That's the future of tomorrow. I like it. I, I you, you recommended that to me before this show and I did not get a chance to listen to it. So I'm excited to listen to that because I was reading reading the description and looking at it. And it's, uh, it's very interesting and very exciting stuff. But you know what else is interesting? Great production. What is that? Well, we have good production too. So kudos to you. So they probably got it from you. Anyways, um, you know how I told you guys I was going to do my Peloton streak? And then I rolled my ankle and I stopped. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do this Peloton streak again. One Peloton activity to tell December 31st. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So, so how are we going to hold you accountable and what happens if you fail? Well, if I fail. Yeah, that's a good question. Accountable. I think I need to check in every week on this podcast and let you guys know that I did it. Okay, so I'll I'll hold you accountable and our listeners will. If I fail, I'll send free stickers out to people. You just have to send us your, your mailing address. Oof. Okay. Or you can have a free sticker, anyways. I don't know. Think of something. But you always to... want to give. It has to be something that you you. I don't know. Think I'm about not... it and you and you shriek. Did you, somebody said that? Um, <laughs> They were trying to go on a diet, and their method was they told their wife, okay, if I eat, if you see me eat that chocolate bar or that ice cream, then I want you to take these $100, I'm going to give you $100, and I want you to send it and donate it to the KKK. And, and he was like, just the idea of me um, eating that and my wife finding out and sending that $100 donation was enough reason for me to never even consider eating that ice cream. So it has to be something negative enough. So okay. That's a little extreme. But uh, so sending I'll, stickers, uh, you always tell people, hey, send us, I know, send us your was, address for a sticker. One. I'll report next week with my punishment if I don't do it. And then awesome. you hold me accountable. But so oh, here's the deal. Send us your ideas too, people out there, fans. Yeah, yeah let us know. What should, what should I be held accountable for if I don't do it? But speaking of like motivation for it, let's. Uh, I'm hoping to get some motivation and a better understanding for how to keep a streak going with our conversation conversation with Tracy. So uh, how about we jump in, bring Tracy on, and get going. Today, we are joined by Tracy Johnson. Tracy is the president and CEO of Commercial Association of Realtors Wisconsin. She is a radio show host, mother of two, and more importantly, a runner. But what sets Tracy apart is her amazing run streak. And we've hinted at this already in the show. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But Tracy, welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. So before we jump in, I kind of want to like catch up. I know Apostoli and I know you kind of through the same connections. Lisa is kind of a common factor between all of us here. 
But um, last time I saw you was last summer, which is crazy. 2019 was a d- different time uh, at Steve Palick's house for an event for your son. So I feel like that's like crazy. That was like a year and a half ago. But that's like when we met. I know you had like everyone there and you were hosting, but that's where I, I was there. And that's where I met Lisa. And Lisa is lives by Apostoli. And that's how Apostoli knows Lisa, who knows you. Small walkie at its best. It's small walkie and it's, it's like the seven degrees of Lisa Preber, right? I mean, everybody <laughs> kind of goes through Lisa. I love it. Or Steve Palak. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah, that's funny. Most people are like, we don't know what's going on, but we understand the small walkie thing. So how's life? What's new? Let's catch up for a minute and then talk running. Yeah, life is 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 great. I mean, as you mentioned, I work for the commercial realtors and you know, the commercial real estate space is a crazy place right now. Um, you know, when the when the world kind of shut down back in March, people ended up working from home and so the office market was impacted, businesses shut down, so restaurants and stores were uh, impacted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course with so much uh, online shopping, uh, industrial space was impacted. So those are the kind of the different sectors that I work in in the commercial real estate space. It's funny when I when I say I'm in real estate, people are always like, oh, what about my house? Or what, is it a good time to refinance? Or should I hang on? I'm like, listen, it's a totally different thing. This is about like commerce and business uh, versus uh, housing. But yeah, we've had to you know, adjust just like everyone else. But what I love about people in real estate is that they're resilient and they see opportunity and they're, they're very positive, which is why I enjoy working with all of those folks. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm like new to the commercial real estate industry, just knowing people in it like yourself. And there's definitely like a, you have to have a good mindset and personality for it because it's just a different beast than like selling a house. So, um, so that's super cool. Uh, otherwise, how's running been lately? Like what's, uh, what's, what's new with your running? Well, it's not really anything new and which is what is good about it, right? You, we always kind of, you need something that's not different in your life when everything else is changing, like with pandemic and shutdown and, uh, working from home. But, uh, working has been really, uh, uh, consistent in my life for, my whole adult life and even my, my late teens, it's, it's been good. I I mean, outdoor running, great summer. It was a hot summer, but a great summer. And then, you know, I can do a treadmill, which is, which is actually a skill I've found out, but because when you have kids at home and you have to you know, have little kids and, you know, you got to figure out how to work right on a treadmill. So it's good. I've been consistent and that's the best thing. And I've stayed to my schedule and, um, you know, just kind of looked at that as what keeps me going. Yeah. I feel that this summer was crazy hot and I train, I don't know if you're a marathon runner, but I was training for the lake virtual lakefront marathon and man, I got killed on so many runs this summer, but I want to know more about this run streak. So you're talking about this run streak. I want to know the details. How long have you been on your current run streak? Well, I take, uh, I haven't really done the math on the run streak, but I take the day my son was born, add six days, five days-ish, and then I just go forward from there. So it's been about seven and a half years of running every day, uh, just I, I run every single day before I do anything else. And it is part of my wake-up routine. It is something that if I have a f- 6 a.m. flight, I just work backwards from there. And sometimes it is torturous. Uh, I remember just last fall, I was in Seattle for a work meeting. And I was it was an in and out. Yeah, I flew all the way across the country for like a you know 36-hour meeting. But what <laughs> it, was, wow. it, was, it was a lot. But... I remember my flight was 5 a.m. and it was an hour from the airport. And so I was like running in the middle of the night. I literally didn't even go to bed and, you know, running in the middle of the night because who knows if I'm going to be delayed on my layover or if my day just goes to garbage. I at least accomplished that. And, you know, that's what really kind of keeps me structured, structured in my day. That is incredible. In my so life. I, I just did the math. I mean, seven years is its own thing, so you don't even need days, but that's 2,740-ish days in a row. That's a lot of days. That's super cool. Do you have 
Well, I, okay. So you never asked how far I run. That's my next that question. I was going to say, what what's like your distance here? Is it like a mile? Is it? Run is to the it, bathroom. Is that? Is that yeah, running to the bathroom count? What's the what's the minimum here? Running to the bathroom does not count. It is four miles. What? And is that a lot? I would say so. No? Yes. I, I try to do a run streak at it's 77 days and my minimum was one mile a day. So in my mind, that what? kicks my ass. <laughs> Four miles I, a day. I feel really awesome right now. <laughs> I think Tracy, Tracy, you should start a podcast too. My yeah. God, you, you, you deserve it more than we do. So that's like eleven thousand miles. Then that's a lot of miles. It, it yeah, a lot of miles. Hey, and before that, I took so I I took five days off because I had to have a child, and then like the the doctor basically said you can't do this. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was three years, and then before that, it was. I don't know, 15 years or something. I will say um, it was broken when I had a 24-hour flight. So I actually flew over to um, Australia with my husband. And, you know, there were all kinds of, like, layovers. And as a result, it was, like, the timing and all of that. But Mm -hmm. I still got it in. But, like, technically, I think I missed a day. Oh, because of the... And I'm not uh, doing it to be crazy. I'm doing it to be, like, structure. It's like I brush my teeth every day. Yeah. Actually, my run streak is probably better than my brush my teeth <laughs> streak. <laughs> Your dentist would not be happy with that. So you're saying, okay, so 10 years plus 15 before that plus three years. I mean, that's like 25, almost 30 years of just running four miles a day. I think everyone yes, who's and- listening needs to pause and we just need a clap because that is incredible. <laughs> and you say you're doing... It's part of, like... The craziest thing to me, and I don't want to steal Apostoli's question, so I'll let him go. But that, like, doing that is is injuries, excuses. I can list 15 things why I'm not going to go run tomorrow, right now, and it's not even tomorrow. And I'm already defeating myself. And that's just incredible <laughs> that you're able to do that. So kudos. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. And just before the podcast, I mean, during the podcast, before coming on live with you, we were talking with Alex about how we just can't keep a streak going unless we have a plan in place. And we know that Monday we're going to do a four-miler, easy. Wednesday I'm going to do a track workout, hill workout on Thursday, or whatever that is. Um, otherwise, we, I personally get very bored, one, for one, which goes to show that I'm very weak-minded in the sense that I can't just go out there for four miles. Uh, it's basically... It sounds like you treat it almost like meditation. It's a meditative practice. A hundred percent. So I try to do it before anything else can get in my way. Before any, And it's actually why I chose running is there is no excuse. Here's the deal. If I lose my shoes, it, it, you know, if, if they're in my luggage and my, my luggage gets lost, I, I'm not going to say I've done this, but in my head, I know that I can run in my bare feet. I know that is like the craziest thing. And, and and I have been in this situation before when I've gone on an overnight to Chicago, for example, and I always check out if they've got a workout room because in Chicago, if you're in a different city, although it is one of my favorite things to do is run, I call it reconnaissance. Like I, I'll run out in the, in the morning before anybody else is up and I'll just explore on my own and sometimes get lost, do it in Europe. And you like with the streets and all that. I mean, it's, 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 it's cool, but you can get lost. I once had to like hitchhike back but anyway um (laughs) (laughs) but you know it 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 allows you to um oh I'm sorry I was in Chicago and I was going to go to the gym it was freezing cold it was snowing and the gym was packed and so I was like oh god what am I gonna do because we like we had like a breakfast thing and and you know we slept in because we had gone to a concert and all that so I ended up running along the lakefront in Chicago it was like 20 degrees, you know, 30 mile an hour winds, freezing cold. I had like a tank top. I was probably not super smart, but like I got it in. Got I got it, it in. <laughs> so, so the plan is that you just have to be flexible and resourceful and you can be a runner. That's, that's all it is. And determined. And literally that's all it is. And does that influence your days? Like if you go out there and you're you get it through and you do whatever it takes to make it happen. Does that affect your decision-making during the day? Do you, do you 
are you more vigilant? Are you more of that yes person in, in, in your world, whoever you're working with? How does that, and conversely, does it affect your day if you're not able to get it in, in those very few instances where you couldn't make it work? It's definitely a mental, it's definitely mental, yes. And I have not had a day where I've been sidetracked. I, I'm so so determined on this. Some people would call it obsessive. Um, but you know, we've, I've gone to Las Vegas and stayed out all night and gone running, but you know, I just, I, I just, I, I'm very committed to it. Um, so I would say generally, if you asked anyone, I have a fairly positive attitude and, um, you know, it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. And, and it's so great to be able to talk about this. I, I don't talk about this a lot because I don't look at this as anything other than I'm very committed. And, and, and I will say, I've been, you know, working for 20 some years in the professional world. And over time, I believe that people know that I will get things done. They know that I'm committed. They know that I will not drop the ball. And I believe that because I'm committed to running and because I'm committed to doing something for myself every day, that is a big factor. I don't know which came first. It's, it's more like a chicken and egg thing here. I don't know if you being, uh, if running helps you become very determined or the fact that you are so determined in everything you do uh, makes you a better better at this up obsession as you called it which probably not the best word to use but it's it's a great <laughs> habit um many people listening to the podcast know that i will find a million excuses to drop off of a, a training plan i have a two businesses that are prone to many surprises if i may put it that way there's many things that could go wrong at a restaurant it has a million different fronts so I'm constantly finding excuses. I cannot begin to even imagine the excuses that you can find and that you could easily say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to go for a run. You got, you got a family, you got a business to run. You have so many things going on in your world. You do a lot of things with philanthropy. And this is one thing that we should, I, I would like to ask you about. You've been pretty open about the, uh, some troubles that you had in your life. Uh, health-wise in your family and I don't think you could anybody could find a better excuse can you walk us through a little bit tell us a little bit about that if if you're able to yeah absolutely and and kind of to to state really up front that this in my mind running is not about being committed to my run or my streak or my um commitment to running it's really your lifestyle and I find that not only with exercise and taking care of yourself but nutrition and how you treat others it's like it has to be part of you otherwise it's it's not going to stick mm -hmm. and it's like you have to find something that you love and you really care about uh, or you, you're just going to always find a way out of it. And so when when it comes to what I do every day, the four miles or the, you know, doing it in the morning, it just, it works for me and uh, it, it works for me. But to answer your question about uh, some of the, some of the things that could be major disruptors to a run streak or taking care of yourself, my son, uh, Zachary, who is now 10 years old in 2017, in January, dead of winter, he was diagnosed with leukemia. And it was very sudden to find out the diagnosis, although we knew he was having issues for some time. He just was not right, and he had ear infections, and we just couldn't figure it out. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we were able to, to, to determine that early in 2017. And uh, we had to go immediately to Children's Hospital. There were weeks of overnight stays that my husband, myself, um, his babysitter, Nanny, uh, really took ownership of. And, uh, you know, over the course of a year, six months, there were a lot of overnights, weeks at a time. And somebody had to stay with Zach. Zachary is my son. Somebody had to stay with him and be with him. And, um, you know, it was a lot of, it was a lot for all of us. But my husband and I and my family know how important, like, running is to 
me and to my mental health Mm -hmm. and to trying to stay structured. And so, um, you know, it was very, uh, I didn't even have to explain myself when, you know, there were times when I'd say, I just need to go for a run and I would plan my run or in the overnights in the middle of the night. And the nurses would, would, they didn't have to watch over him. He was sleeping, but I would, Mm -hmm. I would get up and I would go for my run and I would come back and, you know, get ready and crawl back into bed with him. And it was just, it just, it kept me sane and nobody ever judged me for it or said, you know, how dare you take your eye off of your son? They, everybody knows that that was my center point and what kept me grounded. So I'm really grateful to, you know, have the physical wherewithal and mental kind of, um, ability to, to stay committed to that. And it made me a better mom and it made me more focused on my son because I didn't have, I didn't have kind of this lagging guilt about taking care of myself. And, um, I knew that I would be better prepared. That, thank you for sharing that. Um, I think that's that's incredible, and, and j- just saying that, like, it feels selfish to go on a run, but right, taking care, like, you're obviously there for Zachary, and everyone knows that that self time for you is going to help you x amount more than if you didn't do that. And I think that's one thing day to day people get caught up with, and that's how, you know, us like us talking about not going out and running because you're you're caught up in. And other things, you know, sometimes it's just mundane day-to-day things. But I think in a situation like that, I, that, that, that is great because I think that helped you tremendously in exactly what you were just saying. So how is Zachary now? And that was 2017. So fast forward for 2020 now, almost 2021. Yeah, he's he is one year off of uh, treatment. So now he's, you know, really, uh, he's he's as far as we can say, he's in the clear. Um, you know, that was two and a half years of, you know, chemo and hospital and kind of pins and needles in some regards, but Mm -hmm. you know, he was a strong kid and he's got a strong family and we, you know, I, I, I sometimes think that being committed to running is maybe like a being a role model for him because he'll know that you know mommy's going out for a run or sometimes when I run inside sometimes I'll actually choose to run on the treadmill because it means I get to spend time with him because he'll come downstairs in our workout room and he'll get on the uh he'll send to go do the elliptical or the little rowing machine and we'll just talk I mean it's 30 minutes and you know sometimes in the craziness of life that's that's valuable time and you know it's it's kind of cool to maybe serve as an inspiration for him someday and i really like the 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 role model you know being a role model cuz i i was trying to figure out the wording of like okay what kind of positive impact do you do you see this within your family and your sons and you you answered it right there and i think that that's something cool that we don't you know as runners and especially with you doing this like it shows commitment to yourself to being a better you which in turn you know if you're doing good stuff for yourself you're going to be probably just be right we all run in the mornings and the best thing you can do is work out in the morning i will swear by that that there is no better feeling than being <laughs> done with your workout before the sun's up and you're ready to go for the day and that just makes you such a better person and i think that really pays off and that's incredible and that's it's ins- that's inspiring so i need to get out there and start running a little bit more um so wi- well thank you yeah so w- like with all this I mean, like we, we just said that was like a big part of your family right there for your for your for you guys and you know that'd be a reason not to go out and run and there's a million other reasons i mean seven years like have there been injuries that like what kind of adversity have you had to come over i know we were talking flights and you could kind of figure out but i feel like i rolled my ankle the other week and i was like out for a couple days i mean it seems like you have even avoided that kind of stuff i have been so fortunate with injuries i i did uh one marathon so i i would love to claim being a marathoner but i guess i get to because i did one uh i really enjoy the relays and you can find lots of different ways to make a relay like a, a really rigorous 
and challenging experience and, and make it a really long distance. For example, we have done the fall 50 for seven mm. years and I do it with a group, a group of guys. And last year we split two teams and it's a 50 mile run. Okay. The fall 50, mm-hmm. we split two teams and we each did, I think there were three of us on a team or two of us on one team. I mean, we, we did like a marathon, That's a like lot each of, of us, but we got to it is, and you got to break it up, but it was fun. I mean, it was, it's, 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 it's really neat. But um, uh, injuries, I've, I have not had any injuries, and I'd love to say it's because I listen to my body, but I actually, um, I actually, I'm like my body says I hurt, I hurt, and I'm like, be quiet, <laughs> shut up, I'm not skipping a run. <laughs> so um, I find a way to compensate, which might be a little bit dangerous, but I've been able to avoid injury. You haven't got injured. Are you running like, is it four miles always? Or are you, is it four and then like 10, six? Like, do you really switch it up or is it like consistent four? It's pretty consistent four. I will say usually I have three races. I usually will do the discovery run down at the Mm -hmm. lake, which is awesome. That's like the most underrated run in Milwaukee. Oh, don't, I, maybe we shouldn't talk about it because then everybody's yeah. going to do it. Like, right? It's because yeah. there's limited capacity. It's, it's an awesome uh-huh. run. It's an um, awesome run. And I always do the fall 50. I love to catch a, a Ragnar. Uh, sometimes I'll do a half marathon. I do a couple of the, like a turkey trot. Some One year I did two turkey trots. That was super fun. We did the Brewers one and we did one at like a church up in Cedarburg. Oh, that's cool. Same day? Same day. Yes. We did two turkey trots. It was really fun. But um, yeah, it's usually the four miles. And I will tell you, there's magic to four miles for me because it's, and I'm usually pretty consistent with my pace. I'll do between a seven to nine minute mile. Usually it's seven to eight and a half minute mile. And, uh, you know, it all depends on what I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And I don't really look at my watch to pace myself. I look at my splits and I go, Oh my God, I must be having a good day or what? It's just kind of, you just kind of go with it. Right. And I think, I guess that is where I, where I listen to my body, but I will say the magic about four miles is I can, I can whip out a a pretty good 5k, uh, sprint with that. And I can also, uh, just whip out a half marathon without a lot of problems. So uh, yeah, I'll do a couple of longer runs if I'm doing a half. But other than that, it's a really versatile distance for me. The magic number, I kind of like it because it's it's four miles is something you can definitely do every day. You know, it's not like, oh, I have 15 miles to run tomorrow, you know, it's and that's 28 miles a week, which is a good base if you want to train for a half marathon or if you want to be fast in a 5k. So I like that. I haven't thought of it that way. I, I like that insight. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good takeaway for a lot of a lot of our listeners. So I now have another question about this. Not only is it four miles, but I'm assuming you're doing a lot of your miles from your front door. There's probably mm-hmm. only so many four mile routes from your house. Take mm-hmm. us through, is it the same route? Have you figured out how to do all different route, like a lot of different routes? Or are you just driving to different places and doing four miles? Well, I think what's great about four miles is it's a, it's an easy out and back. If I want to kind of go up the lakefront, I live uh, in Mequon near Concordia. If you're familiar, a lot of people like to run the stairs Mm -hmm. at Concordia. So sometimes I'll run two miles to my, I'm two miles south of Concordia. So I'll run up to Concordia. I'll actually do the stairs just to be like, oh, wow, bonus day. And then I'll run, I'll run two miles back and you know, that is my traditional run because it has some elevation. So you've, you've got, it's got some good elevation. It's got some good, uh, great scenery. It's not a very busy road. If other people are running on that road, they're usually running on the correct side. I will say that is my pet peeve when you're running like the correct side of the road and you run into somebody out. You're like, this okay, people. You're on the wrong side of the road. You're not really a runner, right? But anyway, um, and I can do the. There's a couple. There are a couple of of loops from the front door. When I lived downtown, so I lived downtown for 15 years, and I loved 
loved running along the lakefront and the Oak Leaf Trail. That mm. was, I, I, and, and often actually I had a running buddy. I would actually drive to her house and she lived right on the lake. I would drive to her house and we would just run up and back. And that was, that was the most beautiful. That's we both it's live over there, so that's beautiful. But I, I tell you what, that view from Concordia, when you're in the back of it where the stairs are, and I, I like my only time is really running the Lakefront Marathon, it is such a beautiful view. And I don't, I, I want to say it's because it's just so cleared out that you can see so much. Usually you're at like Atwater Park or some very narrow stretch of land where there's like a lot of trees on both sides, but you have such a great view of like the entire, entire lake. So I like it. Yep. It- you, and, and it's and, and again, it's a great it's a great bonus if you want to, you know, bonus your day because you can run, then you can walk over there, you know, hit your stairs, and then you know walk back so you can kind of stretch and all of that, and then you hit two miles back. Yeah. And if and I think it's a great run for anybody because there are there's no cross streets. That is yeah. one of the other things that I just I hate is when having to stop. So I think in my mind I've also kind of figured out how to how to do runs where I don't have to stop for mm-hmm. like a traffic light. There's nothing more annoying than that. And that was one of the troubles with city running is yeah. you can only take so many left hand turns. Yes, you get a lot. Which. I don't mind stopping sometimes. It's a nice little break, but I totally, it's a pet peeve when you do not want to stop and you have to, or a car, the worst, the worst is when cars are taking a right turn and they don't even notice you, though they passed you to take the right turn and then you like, they cut you off. Ugh. I think we should, you should do a podcast on pet peeves or wait a minute, that idea has already been taken, hasn't it? Or should we just do it now? No, I'm just kidding. No, we could, let's Ooh, do it. That's, that's a great question to ask. That, that's great. A rapid fire question to ask. That's a good, that's, what's your pet peeve? Like running pet peeve. I kind of like run, that. My running pet peeve is, is, is runners who run on the wrong side of the road hmm. and and it it, it 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 applies to when I'm running and it applies to when I'm driving <laughs> yeah. because I know how dangerous it is, especially where where I live. And I would argue that most runners are probably checking out in the country here mm-hmm. to, to to get their long runs in. So it is so, a safety thing. It's a pet peeve, but it's a safety thing. Come on, people. So you're saying you don't like it when they're running on the left side of the road, like facing the oncoming traffic or no, that's how you're supposed to run isn't it like a, it, it, i thought it was a like a law or something that you had to run against traffic so restated my pet peeve is people who run with traffic because not there only when i'm running against traffic which is what you're supposed to do are they you, you're always like okay wait do i have to go inside or do you is this like driving or because we're opposite do do we do opposite? It's it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's confusing. And it's a pet peeve and it's dangerous. There we go. Well, speaking of rapid fire questions, let's jump into those. So you answered the first one, pet peeve. That's a new one. You're the first Cream City Pacer guest to ever answer that question. So you'll always have that. You'll have that one. But, okay. So the first one is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee. You gave us a couple just now. Is there one specific route that's your favorite? My my favorite route is literally the Oakleaf Trail, uh, starting up at uh, with like Wisconsin Avenue, right on the lakefront there, and heading 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 north, and you know hitting two miles and then turning back. I just I, there's just something about it. Any time of year, it's perfect shade. It's not too hot. Uh, it's just it's just beautiful, and maybe it's a little bit nostalgic because I I grew up. Uh, spent my early 20s, late teens in the city, and it just uh, a lot of memories and a lot of good uh, quiet time that where I thought and created a lot of life goals for myself. Every time I go back there, whether it's doing a race or just catching a run when I happen to have an early morning meeting or something, it just brings back so many memories. It's my favorite route. I like that. I love the Oak Leaf Trail. It's such it's a favorite of everyone's in Milwaukee, but I like the way you explained it. Okay, if you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? That's a good question. Does it have to be a runner? No, it could be anyone. They could be dead or alive. We've we've opened it up to 
people who have passed away as well. We've had Jesus in a, as We've an answer. We've had Jesus as an answer, so anything goes. I would like to bring uh, Jimmy Fallon with Ooh. me on a run, only because I would like to have Jimmy Fallon with me for 30 minutes, uh, whether we were having coffee or beers or anything, but I think he would just be hilarious, uh, to run with and to just listen to. And I, I, I actually like to talk when I run with other people. I have, uh, I have learned the cadence to be able to do that. And somebody taught me at one point that you should be able to talk when you're having an enjoyable and leisurely run, uh, but, you know, I have run with people where I've, you know, we've been like trying to beat a time or something like that. But anyway, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, he'd be, he might be my guy. He'd make me laugh. That's, that's one of the more creative ones we've had. All right, Jimmy, if you, when you listen to this podcast, you have to come to Milwaukee. All right. What is your favorite pre-race pump up song? I really like listening to um, Fire, Firestarter, like Firestarter. Fiesta. Like I just, wow. there's like, I, I really like that. I know that might sound like very metal heady, but I actually can play that on a run. I, I remember when we were doing the Regnar last time that came up on my playlist and I just kept hitting repeat. It was just the right, like, um, the rhythm and even like through the run, it just kept me going. And I don't know if it was because it was angry. I don't know. Cause I wasn't angry, but it was, it was like one of those songs. Yes. I love that song. That is For running, for running. It's like not in my car or anything like that. <laughs> no, I love it. We, we have a lot of metal people who talk, will bring up, this is like the fourth time. I mean, how many metal songs have we had Apostoli? Uh, well, I don't know if you call Van Halen metal, but well, and I like, don't know if you call it the prodigy metal, uh, the fire starter. It's, it's, it's kind of like a fusion between electronic and metal. It's what a, what a, very innovative. That's group. a good answer. So you're killing it with the gets answers. me fired <laughs> up. I'm fired yeah. up. All right, <laughs> and then um, let's. Apostoli uh, started asking people about their book. Are, we, are you still doing that? Yes, we like asking about books because um, if there's any books that you, you ever um, that you read that inspired you to run better, or they could be about running, or just any any book that was an inspiration to change your life and run more. Yeah, there are two books that I was very inspired by. Um, and one is about running and one is about business. Um, I loved the book Shoe Dog, which is about mm, Phil Knight. Yes. Oh, we just read that together in our book yes. club, Alex Apostoli Book Club. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I actually, well, I didn't read it. I listened to it while running, which is actually, I, I like to listen to books while I'm running. I know that might sound weird, but I listen to like talk radio and like podcasts and stuff when I run. It's not like, it's it doesn't great. make me run faster, but it's just, it's my time, right? It's how you multitask. And I get it. Absolutely. Yes. I loved, loved that book. And even though I wear Brooks, I love the story about Nike. I found... I found it very inspirational. It was business focused and it was, it was about not giving up and, you know, obviously perseverance and trials and tribulations and, you know, relationships. I, it was great. And then my other book that I, is my favorite book for any of all time is a book called Execution. It's the art of getting things done. And it, it kind of is appropriate for how I like to live my life. It's about, you know, not just talking about it, but just do it. And, and, and that there are so many people that just talk about plans and make great plans and make strategic plans, but the people who actually execute and do things are the ones that are going to be successful. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Do it and, and do, do it, it or, or just start it. Just start it. Like um, I'll use this podcast. We thought about every excuse. We don't have a show name. We don't have a logo. We don't know who we're going to interview. Let's think on it, and then let's talk about it next week. It's like, no, just record a show and just start doing it. You'll figure it out. It's the story of my life. It's like you, you it, well, in all of us, I feel like runners, we are, we just, we figure it out. And, you know, I, I think we talk about thinking too much about our plan and all of that, but sometimes you just, you just go with it. And I, I, that's just, I think the best way to be is to, just don't think about it too much. Just 
do it because you you get one shot and you know, what do you have to lose? I, I, that's how I look at life. That's a great piece of advice. And we always ask if you can give us a piece of advice to new runners, Tracy. Uh, but I also have a bonus question. Um, piece of advice to new runners, but you said you kept running while you were pregnant. And I know we have, um, through fan mail, we know we have some pregnant listeners, runners. If you have some piece of advice for people that are pregnant right now, what? how was that morning sickness? Uh, yeah, so the morning sickness is you just have to... Um, it's kind of like, uh, anytime you're sick or if you have morning sickness, if you have a hangover, um, you kind of just like do it before you know, it's going to hit and you get it out of the way because you are going to feel better if you do it, even though you could be, you know, feeling nauseous afterwards, just like, just push through it, man. And I feel like it's the, you just have to be, that's where you really have to kind of pull it, you know, pull out the endurance and just, you know, get it done. And, you know, cause you could have morning sickness all day. You could have morning sickness for a week. I mean, just do it. I will say when I was pregnant with both my sons or actually my first son, I was really worried that that would mean I couldn't run. And, you know, cause you hear some things you, you worry about, you know, the, the baby, you worry about things. I actually sought out a doctor who was a runner and her, her name is Dr. Health and she was at, uh, Columbia St. Mary's and, um, she, I, I, I like sought advice and somebody said, you need to talk to her because she will help you be able to feel good about doing both. And, you know, it's a personal choice. And she, you know, upfront said, are you in good shape? It always helps if you have a base, right? If you are a runner going into it, but it, it, you know, as I was gaining the weight, as I was, you know, you're, you're changing throughout that time. It was the one thing that kept it, it, again, it kept me having that little consistency and some control because I, I, I haven't used the word control this whole time, <laughs> but think about it. I mean, the runners want to have some control. And that's one of the reasons that, that I run is because if I can control nothing else in my day or in my life at the time, I can control my run. And I can control how much I put into it. And I will always get that plus a little bit more out of it. I, I like that. I think my, um, when my wife was pregnant, a lot of the things you said, I, I, I can relate to because I saw it occur. <laughs> but Dr. Health was my uh, wife's. I don't even know the names. I feel like I should know the names, the type of doctor. But yeah, that's super cool. Small walkie. Small walkie, it all is full circle. Um, okay, so that was you. You that was one of my favorite rapid fire questions segment. You crushed it. I appreciate Aww. it. So before Thank we you. go, you I brought up at the beginning of the show that you're a radio show host. So I'll, let's like plug that a little bit. So I know you just did an episode like the 28th of October. Are you are you back? Are you back? <laughs> Yes, I was on. Um, so I was on uh, for, boy, it was a couple years. I actually started out doing t television, boy, seven years ago. I happened to be available on a very regular basis for a small segment that happened once a week. And it was all about like public event or public. Uh, 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 public policy and current events and um and I, I happened to be available so I, I got the spot and it was for like five or six years and then it transitioned over to radio on WTMJ I was working with Jeff Wagner who's on the after actually he was on the morning show at the time and ended up um moving over to work with Steve Scafidi who does the morning show I was doing one hour a week um, with him talking about business and real estate. And then also I would do maybe once or twice a month, I would do a night show, WTMJ nights, uh, along with another co-host. And that was a ton, a ton of fun. And when the pandemic hit, they weren't having people in the studio because as you know, being face to face and in the studio gives you the best access to the technology and just the kind of mm -hmm. interaction. But, um, 
but yeah, so I, I went back last week to do the night show. And so we'll see what happens as they start to open up. And I think, you know, as a corporation, Good Karma, which runs WTMJ, you know, is going to start to, to um, you know, get, get back to it hopefully at some point. So does so. that mean you'll be doing it more regularly? I I don't know. We'll have to ask the the producer. I uh, right, producer. the news director. The news Listen director. To this, Mr. News Director. <laughs> Tracy wants to be back on the air and yeah. it's time. So there's my And I can't wait for the be. next one because it is we're recording right now on a Wednesday and we did not bring up the elections at all, but I'm sure if you do another podcast another radio show, the the elections will be mentioned. So, can't wait to hear about that one. Yeah, the elections are ongoing though, right? It's always like the, the Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's election day. You know, it's like, you know, you get, that's one of the things you kind of find a rhythm on is, you know, we, there's always an election to talk about because, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're always talking about it. Um, you know, some of those evergreen topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. You do so many things, Trace. You're involved in so many things and your dedication to running is incredible. And I know... I no more excuses for me. I'm do I'm setting I'm so my whole thing is I'm doing a Peloton I, I love the Peloton app. So I'm doing one Peloton activity a day through the rest of the year. If I don't do anything else a day, I'm doing one Peloton one Peloton activity. So and you're inspiring me right now to make sure I stay committed and I appreciate that. Hey, my pleasure. One other thing that kept me committed, and this might sound I, I will say twenty some years after starting running, I will say one of the things that kept me committed in the beginning was, um, and this might sound fluffy, but having good running gear and feeling and having running gear that you felt like good in, because a lot of people, when they work out, they'll just wear their like scrappy clothes to the gym or something like that. But I actually invested in some good running gear and over time, the nice running gear and sophisticated running gear caught up with the sophisticated runner. And so it all kind of fit together. But I will say it, that was a way to kind of get into it a little bit. When you have new gear or good running gear, you feel so good. Like it, it compared to like, there's so many times I'll just throw on some cotton shirt and go for a run. But when you got the good gear on, you feel good. And you know, you look good. And when people pass you, you're like, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm an expert runner. Here's a bonus uh, rapid fire question. What is your favorite running accessory? My favorite running accessory is good shoes with low miles. I get new shoes probably every two to three months just because, and maybe that's why I haven't been injured is I know that the wear and tear on the shoes will be, you know, change my gait. And I, I don't want to leave that to, to chance and I'm good at kind of rotating them out. Um, so I, I probably get them too soon, but it's the Brooks, Brooks uh, all the way, nice. the ghost. I'm actually into the ghost. I used to be into the adrenaline because uh, I, I thought I had, you know, some weird panation and there's yeah. supination. I don't actually even know what it's called. Somebody Pro, was I like, I believe it's pronation. Yeah. It's so both. it's, yeah. it's oh, okay. It depends but, which way you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was a lot of structure and you know, after a while I was like, Oh, this feels like too much. And then, um, actually run my, I ran my marathon in those. And after boy, I, I, they changed the model or they, I couldn't get my color cause I wear wide or something like that. And I went over to the ghost, which is more of a cushion and I've been on it ever since. So that's my favorite accessory is good, good running shoes. It's the most important thing. Yeah. I think that's important. A lot of people, I know I'm I do this, but you let a shoe go too long and then an injury happens. And that's just like, if I would have just changed my shoes a month ago, I'd be fine, but I didn't. So that's a good piece of advice. Everyone, we all know we should be doing that. So let's make sure we do that in 2021 and stay healthy. Um, Abasol, you have any other questions? All right. This this has been... (laughs) This was the most rapid fire questions anyone's ever been asked. And that took about 15 minutes, so... That's that was, wasn't rapid, but that was great. It wasn't rapid at all. No, and they never they never <laughs> are. People are always like, "Well, do I have to answer them fast?" And we're like, "No, it's usually just a good time where we get to talk some more." No, rapid rapid is the rate at which we ask it. That was definitely <laughs> rapid. Um, yeah, Tracy, thank you for being on the show. 
We greatly appreciate it. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thanks, guys. I want to go out and run. I I feel like excuses. Uh, we keep having these great guests on who are just like no excuses and no more excuses. That's it. And you see, it's just crazy. I, I don't know how, where to even begin. What an inspirational human being. And if you if you ever are in doubt of whether you should go out or on a run, just think of Tracy. Go before you even have a chance to doubt yourself. That's what she said. So it doesn't sound like she ever hits the snooze button. No. Because that's that's the time where you start considering not that's going when you doubt yourself. making excuses. Yeah. That's incredible. Just get up. Tracy, thanks for being on the show. You are an inspiration. So that was a great episode, but we have some shout outs to give. Shout out to Fear MKE. You guys are incredible. So uh, those of you who don't know Fear or kind of are first experiencing Fear MKE, we teamed up with them this summer to do our um, MKE Run for Justice run. So that's uh, in Tania was episode three of the Cream City Pacers. So you need to go back and listen to that episode with Tania. And then we actually talked to Rennell from Fear MKE back in, what was that, July now? Yeah, it was the first guest we had on for our weekly rundown rundown. when we started bringing guests on. So we love Fear. And so anyway, so they were featured. They have this awesome article in Runner's World. So you guys need to go check that out. We have it linked in our show notes and uh, or go head over to Fear's Facebook page and uh, join their group. There's a bunch. They've they've put the article in there, but it's absolutely incredible. It's a great article. And uh, let's see here. So next, Jeremy Foyette. Jeremy, thank you for giving us. uh, Thanks for being on the show a few weeks ago. You guys should go listen to that. But when we were talking to Jeremy, he was going for uh, 100K Apostoli. Uh, 100k a month challenge so he does that yeah and he he did it for october so jeremy congratulations and he had a very nice write-up on on his linkedin profile yeah so we'll link that so you guys can go read it it's cool you know jeremy you get into running and running you know we all run for different reasons but one thing jeremy uses running for is using it as brainstorming and breaking his rundown into miles and using each mile to solve a different problem or think of a different situation which when he told us that was completely new for me and I've tried to bring that into my running in my daily life so he had a good write-up on his LinkedIn so Jeremy congratulations let's see here we Nia we gave you a shout out last week I got your book in the mail it's an awesome book I'm so glad that you wrote that and that you're in Milwaukee this is our community because it's just something to me why I love it it's just going to always be on our bookshelf and the girls will always have it and it's an inspiring story so kudos you guys should head over to NiaTheAuthor.com and buy her book I Am a Triathlete incredible illustrations Nia is an amazing person and you should go listen to her podcast all right, so our friend Dan Sibernson, who is a big fan on the pod, messaged us on Facebook, and we were talking, you know, he's, Dan, thanks for supporting the pod, and always just saying nice things to us, but Dan did the, G, uh, I don't know if this is an acronym and you're supposed to say it, but the GVRAT 1000 mile, so... I don't actually have what that is, but that was the run across Tennessee that um, Laz put on from the Barclays Marathon. And to hit his like thousand mile mark, so I'll just read this right up because he ran a ton of miles in August. So here we go. I'll read it as you wrote it, Dan. Oh man, it was a haul. Heaviest mileage summer of my life so far. First week of August was my first hundred plus mile week while I was on vacation. And the remainder was averaging 80 miles a week. Capped it off on the last weekend with 55 miles, 23 on Saturday and 32 on Sunday. The longest run of my life so far. So a lot of incredible things happened this summer for Dan, especially in August. And here, that's Dan, a 50k. That's a 50k, and uh, like back to back after a, after a 23 mile, after a bunch of 80 mile weeks and a 100 mile week. So this is a great write up right here. So Dan continues to say it was a good building block for what I wanted to do is 50s and 60 mile weeks. You know, I got used to the aches and pains and learned when to back off. 
I got a gnarly blister early August from some wet shoes. Dan, I had that same thing happen to me, and that was the worst. So you had three days of no running, which you had to make up for it. Uh, you figured out your fueling, a lot of pretzels, Swedish fish, uh, noon, none. I never know how to say that. Um, were your regulars. You were running slower, like way slower. Helped keep my body together when some of my training runs were over a marathon. Yeah, that's true. It's hard as runners to dial runs back and increase the distance, but it's what you got to do if you're trying to do something like this. And you go on to say, walking was fine as long as I needed it. A lot of foam rolling, stretching became more regular uh, practices during the week. So look at that. Not only did you crush it, but you figured out your feeling. You were listening to your body. You were doing the things we always talk about people need to do as runners, stretching, foam rolling, you know, active recovery. And it was totally worth it. This is how Dan finished it. Totally worth it. And glad I managed to finish it off strong. You finish it off super strong, Dan. Congratulations. That's super inspiring. So many inspiring things. Okay. Quick shout outs to Tom Herbert, who asked us a question about the Milwaukee Marathon, the Lakefront Marathon, and we'd never answered. And we just answered. And we found out that he had a very successful uh, marathon. It was his first marathon. And... Congratulations. This is, uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Also, George Hutchinson from uh, we don't know where wrote us a very nice little recommendation on Facebook. This is an exceptionally well conceived and produced podcast. As a former Milwaukee resident with deep family ties to Milwaukee, it's always good to hear about the great running community back home. The conversations and interviews are always interesting, informative, and fun. Thank you for putting up a good effort and making such a good podcast. It's the best non-musical listen during a run. There's a lot of non-musical listens out there, so that is a big, big compliment. Thank you, George, for listening wherever you are in the world. And everybody else, if you'd like, just write us a line. We love reading your fan uh, mail. We love reading things uh, negative, too, like, like constructive feedback, we'll call it. Uh, please rate us write us an email we'd love to hear from you and know that we're going in the right direction and we're doing this for you right we're doing this for us because we love doing it but uh, we're putting out this content because it inspires a lot of people and today's podcast i'm sure will inspire a lot more people and it definitely inspired us right alex yeah it was incredible tracy was great you guys are great everything apostoli said I agree with it right now. Go wait, rate and review five stars. Send us feedback, critical feedback. We've got a couple of good critical feedbacks on the show and it's only making it better. And we want to give you guys the best show possible because this is our community. We are runners and we're all in this together. So you guys are amazing. And until next Friday, keep on running.